You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and printing pair. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Dawn Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Lindsay Geller from the March 2022 edition. Own up to change your life. Copying to your mistakes is easier said than done. Until now. Once you discover the benefits of admission, you'll kiss what-ifs and regrets goodbye. At the end of every Real Housewives season, the reunion is the place to own up to gossip, shade, and snark. With nowhere to hide, even those who storm off always come back, the women are held accountable for their actions by host Andy Cohen, the viewers, and of course, each other. Some acknowledge and atone for their mistakes, offering a path to resolution with a previous foe, while others stand by their statements. Either way, they are forced to own up to who they are and what they've done in a strange sort of cleansing ritual. By the end of the reunion, everyone is on good enough terms to do a group toast before enjoying a few months off from filming. For those of us without access to nationally televised catharsis, embracing our mistakes, wrongdoings, and everything else that makes us a work in progress is no easy or welcome task. We're scared of what we might find if we look too closely at our misbehavior and its underlying contributors which often originate in past hurts, says Gabrielle Frackman, PhD, a clinical psychologist and assistant professor at Columbia University Medical Center. It's tough to confront the way pain influences our lives by contributing to actions that go against our values. Add on the fear of another person rejecting our efforts to make amends, and it's like salt rubbed in the wound. You already feel like crap. Now you need to broadcast that to the world, or at least to the persons you wronged? Yep, you do. And you'll feel better afterward. Promise. While you can't control how someone responds, nor undo what's already done, it helps to know you've tried everything to make it right, says Frackman. Unlike an apology, owning up to something, say a mistake at work, or a slight directed at your sister, requires more accountability to yourself and those involved. It also demands introspection to prevent recurrences, which doesn't always happen with apologies. At WH, we love to celebrate our wins, but when we embrace the not-so-shiny parts of ourselves, that's an investment in being a better person, says Alessandra McKick. LMSW, a psychotherapist in New York City. Follow these steps to do just that. Number one, confront the costs. Just as the first cut is the deepest, paging Cheryl Crow, the first step is the toughest. But being honest with yourself about the costs of the negative behavior is key, says McKick. 
knowing what's at stake can motivate you to prevent a repeat performance. For example, perhaps you gossiped about a friend and it got back to them, costing you the relationship. Playing out a scenario can spark a reality check. If you value this friendship, the desire to maintain it will encourage you to make a genuine, sustainable change. Number two, reframe the blame. Instead of shining a glaring searchlight on all your wrongdoings, Karen Moore, LCSW, a psychotherapist at Clarity Therapy, suggests holding up a softer candle to them. Trade in self-shaming statements such as, I shouldn't have said that, and I'm a bad person because I, for questions based in curiosity. Think, how is this part of me that showed up in that moment trying to help me? Often the reactive parts of ourselves try to protect us from experiencing potential pain by stopping it, albeit not in a productive way, says Moore. Number three, forgive yourself. You know that little voice in your head that loves to remind you just how royally you screwed up? Hit mute on it. Self-forgiveness is an essential part of the process because it's hard to truly own something when you're defensive and unwilling to look at your part in it, says Frackman. Extend to yourself the compassion you reserve for others. If you can't make mistakes, then you also can't own up to them when you inevitably do, McKick adds. We often think we can only be all bad or all good, but the reality is being human or both. Number four, befriend the mini monster inside. When you snap at your partner, it can feel like a teeny mean person lurking in the deep dark parts of your personality came out to wreak havoc on your relationship. While it might seem counterintuitive, befriending this spiky, slimy segment of yourself can reveal the little kid hiding behind that sharp exterior, says Moore. For example, Yelling at your spouse may actually stem from the good intention of protecting yourself from someone crossing your boundaries. Cue that curiosity again. Ask yourself, if I didn't lash out, what would happen? What's the fear there? Suggests more. Maybe the worry is that you'll be walked all over again, like you were in a past relationship or with your parents. When we explore the roots of our actions, sans shame or judgment, we can begin to make sense of them, perhaps with the help of a mental health professional. Realizing those self-preservation strategies no longer benefit you and others can start to undo the pattern of reactive behavior. Number five, put a stop to rationalizing. Excuses run counter to ownership, says Frackman. When talking to the person you hurt, acknowledge your actions, validate their feelings, and set an intention to do better. Mindfulness is key, Frackman says, 
It allows you to make decisions in the moment about how to proceed based on the other person's reaction. Responding to them authentically is part of the repair. Pre-convo, put in the QT to understand your own emotional triggers so you're not cut off guard when they inevitably come up. This allows you to better maintain focus, she adds. Also jotting down what you want to say helps you listen fully rather than being preoccupied. Number six, focus on future you. So you don't want to ding others when feeling crabby. What do you want to do? Replace snarky comments with sincere compliments? The answer should be your North Star, says McKick, guiding you to make decisions aligned with it. You'll be fueled by positive intrinsic motivation, like the desire to improve relationships, not fear of failure. FYI, this requires check-ins, says Moore. Don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen on the first or 10th try. Maybe that's why so many housewives own up to the same behavior three reunions running. Hey, you can't fault them. So long as they're trying, they're taking a stiletto-clad step forward. And you are too, just in more comfy shoes. Caption, you came clean. Now what? If the other person is willing to move forward, let them know you're committing to internal long-term change, says Moore. If they're less receptive, respect that. They may be open to revisiting the relationship when you're further along, but on their terms. All you can do is work on yourself and hope the effort earns you another chance. There's something oddly reassuring about that. That brings us to the end of today's article, Own Up to Change Your Life. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.